0: Morning! Welcome to Faith FM. You're listening to Breakfast Show with Lyle and Mon. It is a beautiful day here today, and uh, we want to tell you straight up front right now that you are indeed listening to the delayed broadcast. So if you would like to jump across to the live show and catch this breakfast show as it's happening live, where you can answer the quiz and win the prize and snap up the giveaway at the end of the show and call in and weigh in and give your two cents to anything that's being discussed or learnt, you can do so super easy multiple ways. Download the Tune In app. You can download that for free. Search for Faith FM Australia. Add us to your favorites and listen to us through that app. Or you can do, go to the website, faithfm.com.au and uh, just press play on the live stream. Super easy. Uh, you can just listen to us anywhere through either of those avenues. You can plug us in your aux cord into your, into your car stereo. You can listen to us at home while you're doing the dishes, while you're having your shower or your bath. While you're mowing the lawn, you can stick your headphones on. Many ways to listen to us uh, using digital radio and you'll get a clear and perfect signal anywhere you are as well. We're going to be having a great discussion coming up on the show today. There's been some research coming out about sleeplessness. Australia, come on, half of us are losing sleep. I'm going to teach you how to get some better sleep.
1: Okay, so Mon, what are you thankful for this morning? You did you have a good night's sleep last yeah, night?
0: Yeah, I, I think I must. I have to be thankful for, for, the, for my good sleep last night. I'm, I'm, I'm just. I feel so poorly for for half of our population just aren't sleeping properly. My heart goes out to them. I sleep great, very, really great. In fact, last night, I actually, do you know what? I'll tell you about a really cool idea I had as I was drifting off to sleep last night. Mm-hmm. I'm going to share it with you guys. But you know, you're having good sleep when like you're cooking up. Cool ideas as you're drifting off. Mm-hmm. Do, I actually don't like those kind of sleeps where, like, you hit you, you, your head hits the pillow, you pass out completely, and you wake up in the morning. And it's like nothing ever happened. I don't like not remembering my sleep. I like enjoying my sleep, and I have to remember it for that point.
1: There you go. You know what, what you, I'm. Th- you know what I'm thankful for. Go on. Tuff. My truck is running again.
0: Oh, yes, you're Bedford.
1: It's running again.
0: I heard I it was a really simple <laughs>
1: thing. I did something silly.
0: What did you do, Lyle?
1: Uh, the hamster went to sleep at the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> so it wouldn't <laughs> run, so I'm going over it and I clean the points and I change the spark plugs and I put a new coil in it and a new um, points and, mm-hmm. you know, everything. And uh, it still wouldn't run. And then I found that it was flooding because the float bowl was stuck. And so I changed the carby. And then it started to run, but only on four cylinders. Uh, but, uh, and so I spent three days trying to figure out why two cylinders would not fire that had plenty of compression. How the spark leads backwards.
2: <laughs> Lyle. <laughs> There's a mountain here before me. And I'm on a it With strength not my own And he's gonna meet me Where the mountain beats me And carry me through And carry me through, yeah And there's a river Here before me I'm on to cross With string on my own He's gonna save me When the river takes me And carry me through And carry me through But Lord be gentle Cause I'm just a man don't crush me, he's on me. heavenly hand. Oh, Lord, remember that yeah, I tried so hard, but I'm walking toward the kingdom, Lord. There's a sin here before.
1: That was David Barnes with Carry Me Through here on Faith FM. And as we kick off the day, we start with a clue for the quiz. What have you got for us there, Mon?
0: Yeah, so this this is a lovely new quiz this morning. Uh, it's not a Who Am I? We're doing Who Am I's all week. So this is now a What Am I quiz. So clue number one is this. The Lord said if Israel would listen to him, he would feed them honey from this. The laws that of Israel would listen to him. He would feed them honey from this. If you know the answer, give us a call. One eight hundred Faith FM is our number. Today's prize is a really great book. One that I think a lot of us need. It's called Health and Wellness Secrets That Will Change Your Life by Mark A. Finley and Peter N. Landless. And Lyle does not have the answer correct. I totally
1: got it right. I know where honey comes from. Everyone knows where honey comes from. Yeah,
0: not according to the Bible you don't know. And if you can give me a call and tell me before Lyle figures it out, I will not only give you this book, I'll also give you a cookbook into the deal. I think I'm still right. You're 100 million percent wrong, Lyle. So, this book, uh, Ch- Secrets That Will Change Your Life, it's all about uh, health and wellness secrets. Um, Lyle is still so wrong. <laughs> he keeps trying to guess. He keeps, he keeps writing down guesses. Uh, but yeah. So, uh, give us a call now and get a copy of that book. The Lord said so if, if you Israel know where... would listen to him, he would feed them with honey from this.
1: So, if you know where honey comes from, don't send that answer in.
0: Lyle, stop it. Just stop. Just stop. <laughs> You're going to butcher this.
1: <laughs> All right. So, what have you got for us in positively different news this morning, other than the fact that we're not getting enough sleep in our world right now? I'm
0: going to teach you how to get sleep. I think this okay. is important. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sleep is such a, a integral, huge part of our lives. We're like, what, let's like, spent half our life doing it. Um, so, I'm going to talk about it because I'm really concerned that we're wasting $26.2 billion. Like, literally, I, I You know, feel not all
1: of us spend half of our lives sleeping.
0: Well, anyway. Some of
1: us I know, but not, not, not all of us, Man,
0: Seriously, if we if we took that money that we're wasting on being sleepless, we I feel like every single Australian could have a water slide in their backyard. We could, like, redistribute those funds.
3: Ooh, that's an interesting When you thought. put
0: it like that, you're like, do you know what? Let me get some good sleep. Okay, tips on how to get good sleep. So, number one...
1: Stay away from screens.
0: We're getting there. Okay. So I y- y- thought that would be y- number one. No, I'm going to teach you a few things. Right. So, you, first of all, you have to treat your body as if it is an alarm clock yes. and you need to set the alarm clock.
1: Absolutely. And the
0: way you do that, you don't like reach in the back there and turn a knob. You you have to program the alarm clock. And so, a good thing to do is to try and go to sleep and get up at the same time every day mm-hmm. and that'll set your natural body clock. So, this means you do have to avoid sleeping in even on the weekends. Mm-hmm. So, maybe like half an hour or an hour, but not too much because your body needs, um, needs a rhythm and if you, your sleep schedules differ weekday to weekend, you get almost jet lag type symptoms. That's right. So, you need to be really smart about napping. Napping will actually mess up your natural sleep patterns at night. So, if you do need to nap... Don't do a three-hour nap because you'll find you can't sleep at night. Limit your naps to 15 to 20 minutes. They've done plenty of studies. At first, this, at first it was called a power nap. People thought it was kind of like some sort of 80s fad. Turns out it should be the only way you nap. Uh, after dinner, uh, what do you call it? <laughs> dinner, we need to talk about dinner later. I have a lot to say about dinner. Okay, tip number two is to control your exposure to light. And uh, this includes screens, mm-hmm. which we're coming to. But first of all, let's talk about natural light. So you need to get outside, preferably in the morning, and expose yourself to bright sunlight. Morning sunlight is even better that to help. It's
1: streaming through our window right now.
0: Yes, exactly. Um, light on your face will help you wake up in the morning. So if you're trying to set your body clock, get outside in the morning, go for a walk, take the dog out, take the cat. Out. No, don't take the cat out, leave the cat inside. Cats shouldn't be outside. Um, <laughs> spend out t- more time outside during should- daylight. So if you are an office worker like so many of us or, or any kind of an indoor jobs, take as many of your work breaks outside. Take a smoke o break, but don't smoke. Take a sun o break and get some sunshine. We need some sun breaks happening in this country. Did you
1: just invent a new
0: word? I did, thank you. Yes. Woo! Put that one in the dictionary, Sun O break. <laughs> get outside as much as you can during daylight hours is what I'm saying. Let as much natural light into your house or workplace as possible. This means opening your curtains, your blinds. Just getting that sunshine is amazing for helping you set your alarm. But into so take a sunshine pill. Basically, by just getting it, getting it so all I talked over about here.
1: nature pill yesterday. You can combine that you with the sunshine. sunshine pill. Yeah.
0: So, if necessary, you can use a light therapy box, which is like those little blue lights that I was talking to you about. I have one of those. Avoid bright screens one to two hours before your bedtime. This is anything that emits blue lights: phones, tablets, computers, televisions, the whole gauntlet. Just say no to it. Say no to late night television. So a book. You can read a book. Yes. Mm-hmm. You can read it. So re-
1: replace late night television with a book.
0: Yes, indeed. Um don't read with backlit devices. So you can get some devices that aren't backlit like a like a Kindle, like an e-reader. Some of those aren't backlit. Um but for the most part, just stay away from devices. Um try and make your whole room dark. Like light actually interrupts your sleep at night. So um try and switch off as much as you can any sort of a light, anything that emits little glows. So basically
1: what we're saying is that human beings were designed to live in the bush.
0: Yeah, basically. Absolutely. Basically, yeah. Uh, so exercise during the day is uh, is wonderful, helping set your body clock. Uh, and be smart about what you eat and drink. So caffeine and nicotine – eradicate them alcohol avoid big meals at night this whole like having like a, a little juice box and a, and, a, and a muesli bar for breakfast is not a good idea you need to be or having skipping
1: breakfast and waiting until morning the tea worst and it's the worst you for your health from a like a big different perspectives big
0: breakfast smaller lunch and an itty bitty dinner or if you can just skip dinner altogether try avoid eating um, three to four hours before you go to bed so stop eating at 6, I would say. 6 p.m. is a good time to, like, don't have dinner after 6 p.m. because your body starts to digest it and it takes forever for your body to relax. Avoid alcohol, especially before, before bed, which is crazy because we have a culture of a nightcap. Worst thing you could do for your sleep. Uh, it in interferes with your sleep cycle, um, and then also cut back on sugary foods and refined carbs because st- stuff like white bread, white rice, and pasta actually trigger wakefulness at night and it will pull you out of a deep restorative uh, restorative um, stages of sleep. So don't be having that kind of stuff, um, especially late at night. And then I want to say this is one of the big ones as well, but actually take all your problems to God and leave them there because so often we're stressed out our brains are overstimulated with worry we've got the cares of the world on our shoulders and it's often when we stop and we're lying in our bed at night and we're trying to sleep and at that point we we, we keep ourselves awake because our brains are running so prayer talking to God at night leaving it at, leave your worries at Jesus feet and just leave them there and then get some good sleep so there's some tips for for um Getting some good sleep, and I really hope you guys have a good nap tonight.
1: Fantastic. There you go. Well, congratulations to uh, Rachel from Bathurst, who has correctly answered the quiz, and I don't even know what the answer is yet.
0: Yes! Go, girl! Loving it! I'm going to send you two prizes, hon. You don't know what the answer is, Lyle? What? Did she get it right? I'm just looking at my producer. The answer is a rock or a stone.
1: See... She's wrong. Oh,
0: here we go, excuses. She's here wrong. we go. Here we go. Captain Excuse is coming on is, is air. Welcome, wrong. Captain Excuse, to Faith FM this morning.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Lyle I know where honey comes from. I would like you to see you get honey
0: out of a rock. Well, the Lord can do anything. He got water I, out of a I, rock. I have gotta tell you one break, more thing real inside, quick. I have gotta tell you a one a more rock. thing I'm real bring quick. You a rock, and a friend could win a lifetime experience of having a slumber party with the Mona Lisa at the Louvre Museum and right. I have to tell you about today because entries closed tomorrow. I'm excited. This is so cool. So, the Louvre Museum in Paris is partnering with Airbnb. This is so cool. And so, get this right. So, um, <laughs> let me run you through the schedule. This is so amazing. So, um basically, like you first get, after the Louvre Museum is shut and everyone's gone home, you get led on a specialized art history tour, which has only ever been offered to people like the Obamas and celebrities before. Then you get to have a rena- Renaissance-inspired pre-dinner drinks with the Mona Lisa painting. Then you get to have an extravagant feast um, alongside the Venus de Milo. In just a in case pop you're getting excited room. about this, let
1: me just all remind you that the Mona Lisa is dead.
0: It's the painting, not the person, dude. Yes, that's right. Then, so it's then like you something. get an acoustic concert okay. in the lavish living quarters of Napoleon III. And then this is the coolest thing ever. Um, you then get to go to bed, and they've actually set up a luxury pyramid-shaped tent underneath the Louvre's iconic glass pyramid. So you know that You know that pyramid thing they have out the front of the Louvre? That, that yeah, yeah, glass yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh-huh. they have a pyramid. Like it's, like it's like a mini version, but it's actually a tent and it's set up underneath that so you actually get to sleep underneath the Paris stars. How cool! Anyway, so if you want to win that and then tell us all about how it went, you just have to go uh, on Airbnb website and enter. But it's so cool. I can't believe this is a thing. so uh, that's actually happening at the end of this month. So okay, April you're 30th. You're going to try
1: and win this one, I one.
0: Oh, absolutely. I want to try and win this. I really hope flights are included. <laughs> I
1: like sleeping in tents.
0: Yeah, in the bush. Speaking of sleeping in why tents, why would I
1: sleep in a tent in a in the Louvre? I, but having on. said that, I want on. to go to the Louvre.
0: I yeah, to the Louvre. get to hang out with the with the Mona Lisa, with the Napoleon III's dining room, uh, with the Venus de Milo. Like, like it's just mad. Anyway, speaking of sleeping in tents, we have big camp coming up, don't we?
1: We do. Yeah, you very exciting. Everybody should come. We come will be camp.
0: broadcasting Stuart's live point. from. Uh, we'll be broadcasting live from Stuart's point. You want to point. come? Give us
1: a call. There's like a week long Christian conference.
0: Yeah, and it's really awesome, man. We'll be broadcasting live from those so you can uh, either come along in person, which you should, or you can listen to our broadcast. But either which way, we are now going to have a song, All Sons and Daughters with Wake Up.
3: We have seen
1: guys that was all sons and daughters with wake up here on faith fm and mon we've got the clue's been answered
0: the, the quiz has been yeah. answered why are
1: you holding a quiz card in your hand
0: because I've, i was interested to see how many more clues i would have given before you got it right okay so clue number two was going to be nebuchadnezzar had a dream where he saw one of these cut out but not by human hands yeah i would
1: have got it right there that's easy like, yeah it's daniel
0: you should have been like confused as to why i
1: tapped it off by heart
0: I guess. I guess maybe.
1: But you, I still would have been super confused as why the Bible says that honey comes out of a rock.
0: It doesn't say honey comes out of a rock. It says the Lord said if Israel will listen to him, he would feed them honey from this. It's the same concept. Like ravens don't yeah, usually well, give water doesn't to come out of a rock. either, yeah, but exactly. God knows how to do that. So, so. it's referring to a miracle, not yeah, yeah. to a, a natural uh-huh. nature okay. process.
1: Uh, a miracle. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, you're still a bit surly about this, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> grizzle, grizzle, grizzle. I'm so, so good on you, Rachel. I'm so happy. <laughs> yes, I'm so happy when I get to give two prizes well away. Done. <laughs> very, very well done. So what's happening around the world today, Lyle?
1: Okay, all kinds of things happening around the world. Israel Folau is in the news again. He's in all kinds of trouble. Um, he's been referred to the, uh, the Rugby Integrity uh, Union mm. for making uh, posts uh, supporting Christianity on his Facebook account.
0: Well, wait, wait, wait! So, as a sporting person, he's, yeah, he's not allowed to so he's, be
1: like—he's a, he's a, he's a Christian, but you know, you're not allowed to um, to support basic Christianity. That's crazy. And so, what you've got is uh, he's posted this: "The devil has blindsided so many people in this world. Repent and turn away from your evil ways." Uh, that's a fairly simple statement that yeah. um, I think any Christian could make. Who's
0: going to be offended at that?
1: Well, as <clears throat> apparently, it is illegal to express your Christianity these days.
0: Oh. Uh. And According so to
1: off the offensive to, police, and so he has be, he is off to the integrity commission now. Of course, there is some context behind this.
0: Yeah, I was going to say. So surely. let me share
1: with you the context behind it because the context is important to understand. So mm-hmm. this is uh, um, down in Tasmania uh, legislation that has just passed in relationship to gender identity. Oh,
0: good
1: grief! And the new legislation is that you can have any number of an infinite number or any type of an infinite number of genders on your birth certificate.
0: That's insane.
1: So, and, and some of the things that this results in is that you're, if, an, if you're an inmate in prison, you can force the, uh, the, 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 the prison system to transfer you to a prison of your gender choice.
0: And what if that doesn't exist? We're going to have infinite numbers of prisons.
1: Well, at the moment, of course, we've only got two genders of prisons. Mm-hmm. And I want you to think about this for a moment because, you know, there's there's this thing called you know, prison sex, which yep. is where um, straight um, straight people have same-sex relationships in prison because that's all that there is available. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, those days are gone now, aren't they? Yeah. Because if you want to have you know heterosexual sex, all you've got to do is you have yourself transferred to a, uh, a woman's prison. If you're a man. If you're a man.
0: That's insane Vice
1: so, versa if you're a woman if I was, But I'm more concerned about You know men being transferred across Because they have the bulk And the size mm-hmm. And the capacity for If I was a woman in rape. prison And you would think Okay yeah but the average person Out there in the world Who you know Says they have a gender uh, uh, You know Proclaims a gender change Is a You know, they're, they're, they're generally it's Nice between people between the two yeah. And so they're generally Not going to um, You know cause any trouble Or try and offend people This kind of thing But prisoners are criminals By definition Uh huh. You know do you trust somebody who is a criminal by definition? to uh, to you know? And this but is just
0: a whole... Do they not realize the can of stuff? worms they've opened? Because if I was a female prisoner and I found out that a male prisoner was being transferred into my prison because he wants to identify as a woman and I didn't feel safe about it, I would immediately put up my hand and say, do you know what, I identify as a unicorn and I want to go to a unicorn prison because that's my gender. And then I would just keep sk- skipping prisons until I found a prisoner I could be by myself.
1: You do know that that is a thing, right? The unicorn.
0: Yeah, that's okay. what I'm saying.
1: Um, <clears throat> within gender expression, etc. Really, and sexual preference. That's nuts. Um, but anyway.
0: But ha- and how is it? How is the Tasmanian government going to provide me with my own okay, his, prison his, his, because, his, his, his because his I've decided next... that I'm a gender that nobody else is?
1: Uh, okay. So Israel Falao is speaking out against this insanity because they've also um, introduced compelled speech. So very very heavy fines if. You know, If you change your gender, and I use the wrong, and, and goodness knows how many genders there are out there. I think there's like, what, 76 and counting at the moment. I use the wrong pronoun um, to address you. Then I can be fined for that because now we have compelled speech. It is now illegal for me to state reality.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. So if I
1: state reality, if I state truth, that is illegal in Tasmania right now. I mean, how
0: bizarre is that? It's just, it's just, it's this, just is, this this is
1: this is the insanity, and and Israel Falah is just standing up and saying, "This is this is crazy." You know, this is insanity. And of course, of course, if you stand up and say that reality is crazy, sorry, non-reality is 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 crazy. Then, uh, if you speak against the emperor's new clothes, which don't exist,
0: mm, very good Then point. you
1: are facing a very very heavy fine. You're getting sent off to the integrity commission Um, etc etc now I do want to commend uh, Tasmanian Premier Will Hodgman who is running a minority government um, who has pledged to repeal the legislation if he can secure the numbers in the state parliament
0: he can have my number Sorry, I don't mean that yes. in a pick up kind of way. I mean, like, I'm going to vote for that. I, I understand that, and you would, that.
1: Uh, you would need to be a resident of Tasmania and um, help Will Hodgman to get another seat in Parliament to be able to make that happen. But, you know, this is on the back of a statement that he made last year, um, which he got in so much trouble for, um, where he said, those that are living in sin will end up in hell unless you repent. Once again, this is... You know, I might not agree with everything that Israel Falau believes in as a Christian. I Mm -hmm. don't know. I've never had a conversation with him about that. Mm -hmm. But this is basic Christianity. You know, basic Christianity um, has a belief in hellfire. Mm
3: -hmm. Now,
1: that belief in hellfire may vary from one Christian to another. And of course, um, you know, I I could show you very, very clearly where the Bible says that hellfire does not burn forever, uh, that hellfire goes out. But. Um, this is this is just an expression of basic Christianity it caused a huge stir and along with that he then quoted first Corinthians 6 9 and ten and that's why it caused such a stir because first Corinthians 6 9 and 10 lists a whole bunch of different sins such as alcoholism homosexuality adultery uh, lying fornicating uh, stealing um, atheism and idolatry Go on him. Um, and, and so he just basically you know, summarized that particular passage right there and said, look, you need to repent. You need to come to God. And, and and so he's just making, this is your standard appeal. Yeah. You know, this is your standard Christian appeal right here. And, of course, off to the Integrity Commission and being threatened to be booted out of the sport. And, of course, um, you know, he's he's made a statement here. He says, I love and respect all people for who they are and their opinions, but personally I will not support gay marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, This is 40% of the Australian population that took exactly the same stand. Yeah. And, of course, um, he sides with 40% of the Australian population and is referred to the Integrity Commission over it um, with a statement coming from that commission that it does not represent the values of the sport and is disrespectful to members of the rugby community. So it's disrespectful to have a disagreement with somebody. Since when did a disagreement suddenly become bullying or abuse? Yeah, it's... Yeah. I it's disagree so, with so lots co- of people yeah. I disagree with my best friends. I disagree with my wife sometimes.
0: yeah you're never, you're never Quite gonna regularly have that. an occasion you're never going to find that, that, that magical place on earth where everybody agrees with everybody else. Oh, on but everything. we're being forced
1: to agree with everybody else now we get if you don't agree, you get fined.
0: Yeah, it's disgraceful So
1: basically you're just forced into silence.
0: I, I think this is like a kind of a, a kind of a, a result of a little cotton wool generation where <laughs> what it know, is:
1: Yeah, it's the cotton wool generation and it's the rise of a liberal democracy. Yeah, um, And so if you want good um, examples of this kind of society, you just have to look at your extreme left-wing um, societies that have and do exist around the world, which are illiberal democracies. Um, you know, mostly communist governments, this kind of thing, and ask yourself the question, is there anyone on the planet who actually wants to live in one of those countries? Mm. You'll find that everybody who lives in those countries is desperately trying to get, get out. out of those countries, yeah. and now we are trying to create that same kind of environment here. Well, if you want uh, social engineering, move to China.
0: yeah. Go, right. They have
1: social engineering.
0: Yeah, you'll love it. Go on.
1: Uh, you will have compelled speech. Mm-hmm. If you want compelled speech, go to China.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, stop messing with what we have here in Australia because we really enjoy religious liberty here in this country.
0: And actual freedom of speech.
1: And actual freedom of speech. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, it will be interesting to see where, uh, where this goes. Of course, he said that he has no phobia towards anyone, uh, but he refuses to back down on his, on his beliefs um, isn't revealing that, funny? that he would that he would quit rugby if his views were harming the game.
0: That's a yeah, good point. But so isn't this that funny is a man how... who's
1: prepared to stand for his faith. Amen. And he but should re- receive all the support he can.
0: Isn't it funny how if you say something negative about any of this stuff, you're considered to be some, somehow phobic? Yeah. It's just nuts.
1: It is. Anyway, this is uh, Jaden Levick with Take My Life. You're listening to Faith FM.
4: Take my life and let it be Consecrated, Lord, to Thee Take my moments and my days Let them flow in ceaseless praise Take my hand and let them move so... only for my King Take my lips and let them be filled with messages from me Take my soul.
1: to Jaden Levyk with Take My Life here on Faith FM and no clue, more, clue. No more clues for <laughs> the quiz, it's already been snapped You're up. You're so cut
0: about that, aren't I you? am,
1: I'm super cut about that, it's unbelievable, got on the first clue.
0: <laughs> Messing with your hair. It's going to mess with my head all day, I'm not going to be
1: able to get over it now.
0: Ah, uh, that's too funny.
1: Anyway, joining us on the phone this morning is Kate Garita. Kate, welcome to the show. Thank you. Now, Kate, um, we're going to hear a bit of your testimony and your, your story this morning, but I understand you grew up in a Christian home, you're a regular church attender, um, yes. all of this kind of uh, thing, but still felt um, at one point very disconnected from God, slipping in your Christian experience. I'm wondering whether you can just share a little bit of that background and how you came to be in that kind of a situation.
5: Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, In around 2010, I was 30 and I fully believed that God was directing every single step and every choice and and I was very surrendered and I would pray, um, you know, God, I don't want to make a decision without you and I I just had this... this faith that was very sort of connected to God and we were a team and I really felt like we were, you know, going to change the world together. I um, had a bit of a music ministry and I had, um, I was dating somebody at the time and, and another little small group that I was a part of. And and in one year, they all sort of, not crumbled, <laughs> but in their own way, crumbled all together. And, and it kind of left me just with so many questions, uh, you know, but I thought that we were a team. I thought that we, um, yeah, we're going to change the world together. And now, yeah, I, I just couldn't make sense of it. Mm. Um, so, yeah, um, and that kind of left me going, okay, well, I'll pick up the pieces as I figure out what the pieces are. But then I just kind of sat there and just went, no, for a couple of years, honestly. Um, so. Yeah, that wasn't good.
1: Yeah, and I think there's probably an experience that a lot of people can resonate with because when things are going well, sometimes it's you know easy to to have a, have that walk with God, but then the challenges come in, and and uh, it's it's not so easy to to be connected with God. Or you sort of wonder where God might be. Were, were you wondering, you know, where is God during this whole experience?
5: Oh, absolutely, I kind of felt like I'd made up my connection with god and if i'd made that up then what else did i make up and so everything was just so confusing i was like okay well i thought that god was in this and i thought god was in that and apparently he wasn't in it at all (laughs) you know so i just i felt foolish um and i ended up saying okay what do i actually believe and i wrote i wrote it down on paper i said i believe that god is love i believe that god is creator and redeemer and that he is um you know Made it possible for us to be saved, but I didn't have a clue about all, all the ways that he would interact with us, and and I think yeah, it, it was just a big sort of flap for me.
1: Mm. What uh, okay, so when you when you sat down and you you made those list of basic beliefs, what did you base those beliefs on? What was your foundation well, for those beliefs? I mean, was the it Bible. was it was yeah okay, was it, was it was it I just believe because I believe because I believe, or was there was there something more concrete to it than that?
5: Well, I felt that they were the concrete sort of building blocks. So the Bible is very, very uh, obvious that, you know, God is created and that he is love and um, and those other things. So I kind of, I was like, okay, I don't know how they relate to my life, but this is absolutely solid. I've always believed that, whereas I haven't always believed that um, God has, you know, directed every step of my life. I was like, okay, so I, I made that up. I was a bit too... Um, uh, I guess imagine my imagination was maybe a little too <laughs> too um, intense, there, But um, the other building blocks, okay, so they're true.
1: Sure, okay, that's great. Now, but during this time, you're still you're going through this uh, this crisis where you've got a lot of questions in your mind. I understand that you are um, not just you know going to church on a regular basis, uh, but you're actually working for a church at this time?
5: Yeah, yeah. I was working for the Victorian Conference Office and I even said to some of the ministers there, I said, I don't even know if I should be working here anymore because my faith is so weak at the moment. And they just, they said, you know what, Kate, this is the best place for you. This is where you'll get support and where you'll get answers. And so I was like, oh, I feel like a hypocrite, but I'm just going to stay.
1: And did you get support and answers
5: there? I got a lot of support. And people tried to give me answers, but I I guess I wasn't... I don't know. I was still quite confused for a few years, honestly. Sure. Um, Yeah. And it wasn't until I got extremely sick one day. So Mm. I... Yeah, (laughs) very sick. So I had this tiny little... um, uh, Not even an operation, just a a procedure um, to... Anyway, I won't go into the details, but um, they ended up perforating my bowel. So this, and was an, nobody,
1: this was something they did accidentally during the procedure?
5: Yes, yes. And so that went undiagnosed for five days, and I didn't know why I was putting... I, I had such a bloated stomach, and I was throwing up consistently, and I was just feeling so sick. So I, yeah, I put it on Facebook. I said, all right, any prayers out there, please pray for me. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> um and yeah, I just got so much support and ended up going to a hospital, a different hospital, and they said, Quick, you know, she needs bowel surgery. I was like, What? <laughs> it
1: was just okay, so, such a surprise. so let, me, let, me do, let me just back up here for a moment. So if you've got a perforated bowel, sure. let's just, just 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 um I know it's a breakfast show and all, but we do need say, to do understand. Do we have to?
0: Do we have to <laughs> So basically
1: that is your um your waist, your body wastes um, rather than you know going out the normal path, is leaking out into your abdominal cavity? Is that what's taking place yeah. there?
5: Yeah. And I imagine yeah, and that's going to make you dust.
1: very sick.
5: Yeah. Well, at that stage, I had peritonitis, which meant it went into the um, the cavity that held all my organs. So I started getting, yeah, just drastically sick. In fact, the doctors were saying, wow, I'm surprised that she's still with it, you know, <laughs> and she's not delusional. And, um, yeah, it was a very difficult time. <laughs>
1: So so was this something that uh, the doctors are also saying there's a possibility that you could die from this?
5: Oh, absolutely, yes. In fact, after the surgery, the doctor said to me, you know what, if you weren't as young and fit, or if you were a smoker or a drinker, or um, if you had come any later, then you probably wouldn't have made the six-hour surgery. Wow! <laughs> yeah, it was pretty amazing.
3: How did
1: you feel yeah. as you were going into the? Did you did you went as going into the surgery? Did you understand the gravity of the full the full gravity of that situation?
5: I felt so sick, like drastically sick, and I didn't know. Well, yeah, I felt. I felt like I could die. I just, I, I've just, never been that sick before. I've never experienced that. And I was just like, wow. <laughs> and so, yeah, I remember lying on that hospital bed and um, <laughs> I just had a moment of truth with God. I, I said, look, I know that you know that I'm only coming to you because I'm desperate and scared. And I am. Um, and I don't want to be that person who lives a secular life. Because I... I sort of um, drifted away from God a bit and I was still super confused and I was, I guess... Compromising, you know, my morals at that stage. And and so I said, you know, I don't want to be that person who just on their deathbed says, oh, now I accept Christ because it's very convenient. Um, and I said, I realize that you and I are not close and I don't expect heaven or anything like that. Um, but please, I need you to show up for me right now. I need to know that you're here, that you're with me, that I'm in the palm of your hand. I need to feel your love. Um, please, please do this for me. Um, and it was interesting because... I know people can say it's those wonderful painkillers and that floaty feeling you get when you're in shock. But I honestly, I felt peace and a complete surrender to what was. And I knew that God had me. And, yeah, and then I woke up, which was a really nice surprise. Um, and I said I was like, wow, God, you just got me through that, even though I didn't deserve it. I treated you bad. You treated me well. Thank you. And, um, yeah, I guess I just felt overwhelmed by his love in that
0: because he didn't have to save me.
5: Sure. Um, yeah. oh that's uh, what,
1: what an amazing story. Do, and, can I just ask, yeah. you,
0: do you have to go into, when they, when they diagnosed you with having the, the perforated bowel, did you go to hospital that same day?
5: Oh, absolutely. That minute we left wow. and, and went. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And it was interesting because I, I felt there were so many visitors and, um, just people messaging and people praying all over the world because Facebook is such a, you know, a wonderful tool for that. And um, yeah, I, I, every visitor and every prayer and every sort of just gift of love, like people massaging the edema from my legs and um, doing things like that, and and bringing me vegetable juice and things like that. And I I kind of felt like everything was a gift from God. If you know what I mean, like, because people are his hands and feet. And so if people are loving me, it's just another aspect of God's love.
0: Yeah. It's, it's true. It's true. And it's a, yeah. it's a good reminder to people who are listening, who are thinking to themselves, you know, what could I possibly do for God? Like going to a hospital and massaging someone's legs, you can be God's hands and feet just by doing, you know, little acts of kindness, little acts of love. Because it really spoke to you of God's character and of God's love. And this is why doing those things is so important, because it's exactly what it does. It exemplifies God's character and in, in his care for a, for a, a hurting, sick planet.
5: Yeah, yes, absolutely. And I felt like he cares about everything, like a tiny sparrow, tiny Kate, her tiny bowel perforation, and then just her need to know that I'm
1: there. Mm, that's fantastic. And I noticed here on uh, just on this little email that you sent to us, uh, just giving us a bit of a brief of some of the things that you went through that over these, um, over these days, you were going through, you know, sort of these various milestones, and each milestone then gave you an opportunity to thank God for, you know, something else that had been accomplished? Yeah.
5: Yes. Yeah, so just everything. So um, they took the throat tube out of my my throat so that I could, you know, breathe better and swallow better and that was very uncomfortable. I was like, oh, thank you, Lord. And then they would... um, they took the drain tube out, and I was like, oh, thank you, Lord. And then eventually I could drink water again because I was so parched. I, I had a drip, obviously, but um, I could drink again. I was like, oh, thank you, Lord. And then I could eat, and then I had a bowel movement, which was just so amazing. Oh, so, I understand I understand
1: this, this, this famous bowel movement did get celebrated all over Facebook, right? It was. <laughs> it was.
5: Awesome. Yeah, it all over Facebook, messaged all my friends, called my family members, and they all celebrated with me. It was very exciting, oh, This means that everything's going to be okay. The first bowel movement is something to be celebrated. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, you had staples
1: out and food down and, and 20 kilograms of edema.
5: Yeah, yeah. So my kidneys just went into overload and they didn't know what to do, so I feel like they shut down or something. And so I put on 20 kilos and um, my feet and legs were so full that I almost, well, I did, I said to my friend get a pin, let's pop it and see if all the <laughs> fluid comes out because it just, I looked like, I'm uh, not a Michelin man, but I was just so bloated. Um, I've got photos of it. It's hilarious to look back, but at the time, it was extremely uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, wow. but I had friends come in, massage the edema, you know, from my legs to upwards and yeah. Very That's
1: an amazing story. so uh, So, now having gone through that experience... Um, and being able to look back on it, how does that affect your relationship with God at this time?
5: Okay, well, well, it's five years down the track now. um, And I think the main thing that's changed is that no matter what questions I have, um, I always have that benchmark that God is love, that He actually has shown up for me, and He's real to me. Um, So questions, I know that I'll eventually get answers and i got the answers to my old questions um and but just to know that god is real to me
1: yeah fantastic
5: um yeah so yeah no i guess i have a stronger faith no matter what um and
3: yeah, yeah, that's I great. I to prove
1: it. <laughs> Kate, thank you so much for uh, joining us on the show this morning. Really, really appreciate uh, your testimony and uh, what you've been able to share with us about how God has worked in your life and made himself real to you. And to our listeners who are out there, just want to uh, you know, reiterate the point that God is there. You might not have all of the answers to all of the questions mm-hmm. right now, but those answers are available, and just give God time. You know, in God's good time, all will be revealed. So that's uh, Kate Garita with her story here on Faith FM this morning. We're going to move on with uh, the lower lights. You're listening to Faith FM.
3: He will take you by the hand, lead you to that promised
4: land. Can't you hear the blessed Savior calling you when you strayed from? Trouble in your soul? Can't you hear the blessed Savior calling you? When your soul is lost in sin and you're at your journey's end, can't you hear the blessed Savior calling?
5: To Faith FM, positively different radio.
1: If what God has already done isn't enough
0: for you, nothing's going to be because it's meant to be real. And real life stories have baggage. We know that Peter's a list canon. It's all about context. And he chose different personalities to express that because
1: his personality is infinite. If it's a love song written to us. When we're at our lowest points,
3: we've got backup. Like a lot of the rational arguments for the existence of God, they tend to work better after you believe.
0: Are you part of camping caravanning scene?
1: Join Australia's largest annual national gathering of travellers and caravanners at the Stewarts Point Convention Centre this year, Stewart's Point, New South Wales. It's an amazing campground among the trees. Inspirational Christian speakers. With incredible music. And beautiful beaches. And a relaxing environment. Be part of the community and make friends for life. May 10 through 18. Stewart's Point Caravan and Convention Centre.
0: Contact Debbie on 02-4994-3220 or simply email greynomads at adventist.org.au.